Okay, now, let me tell you how this, people. It's the hip-hop Infinity Wars, okay? I mean, all the OGs have lined up like Voltron. They got to get Big Act one out of here, man. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, everybody, I mean, all the OGs. I mean, listen, some, I thought Russell, Russell Simmons was on the goddamn run. He's in Bali. He ain't been back to the U.S. My man was making videos dissing me. I didn't even know he knew who I was. There's other dudes I ain't even, like, yo, dudes got off their prune juice, and sure, they were getting at me. Other rappers who I love and respect and admire, and I bumped the catalog all day. They were like, fuck, act. Everybody didn't like me. Now, here's the thing, man. Some of these, and most of these are jokes, okay? So, this is what I've realized. Older rappers are the most sensitive rappers, clearly. And I can understand because they put in a lot of work and it should be respected. However, it was really like two comments that really got the entire hip-hop atmosphere just going crazy on me. And by the way, I've seen all the calls. I've talked to a lot of people. And people are trying to do mental health checks. Like, yo, are you good? It's, I know it could be a lot. Listen, I'm an internet baby, okay? I deal with hate every day online. If you look through my feed, basically Twitter don't even let me see my mentions because it's usually 80% hate. I'm used to this, so there's nothing out of the ordinary. Also, I have an audience, right? And this is like the unique place that I think I have right now, right? Where I do respect and I do care about these artists who are older, right? I look at their business. I care about their situations. But also, I have a younger audience who, honestly, this type of stuff don't even affect them. They're not really caring. I'm going to be honest with y'all, okay? So a lot of people think like, yo, oh, my God, academics probably can't breathe. Listen, Everybody's talking about Rolling Loud, Lil TJ. Everybody's talking about these other contemporary younger artists, items that people care about at the moment. Um, not everything is centered around this, this discussion. However, I am here to really try to flush it out. So you probably are wondering if you don't know already, and I'm hoping if you clicked on this podcast, um, I hope you kind of know I was going to talk about it. If you didn't, I will say welcome to uh, another episode of Off the Record Podcast. Um, this is a solo one today. Okay, now... I'm here to address the hoopla around everything what everybody is saying about Ak. Ak don't like the culture. Ak is ungrateful. Ak just called everybody dusty and broke. Ak thinks that the money is blah, blah, blah. And we really got to get down to hopefully getting past mudslinging jokes, tongue-in-cheek comments, and get to some substantive or how do you say that word substantive debate or points of debate because that's what i want to get to you know they took a clip from my stream you know what i mean of course i'm saying certain things in tongue-in-cheek certain things are a little bit colorful but i'm not saying things that i don't necessarily mean now here here's a difference right um and i'm gonna play the clip that they took and i don't know how ll found i don't know who sent it to him but i said yo a lot of these hip-hop pioneers are dusty and broke Okay, now, what I really meant, well, actually, f forget what I really meant. That's what was said. It was actually more tongue-in-cheek than anything else, but everybody's taking it serious. Now, I've said a lot about a lot of people, but I've never seen this huge of a conglomerate take two comments, or literally about 30 seconds. I think that's about the clip size. Um, yeah, and, and really go on a task at it. Anyway, let me play it that everybody could be up to speed. This is it right here. Let's see if I can play it on this. Don't tell me I can't play it on this. All right, here we go. That's what it is. Okay, hold on. That's hold on, what it is. On. Make sure this is turned up. I want everybody to hear. Okay, we should be good. Here we go. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. Them old rappers, man, them niggas. Bro, have you seen any of these old rappers who be like, yo, they're the foundation of hip-hop really living good? Them niggas be looking really dusty. I kid you not. And 
and none of y'all try to come for me because I don't fuck with y'all niggas either. So I'm just tell y'all the truth. Y'all be looking like every time they be like an old old nigga talking about hip hop, you be like, yo, bro, you sure you invented this? Because everybody else living better than you. Facts. You know I don't go live. Okay. And um, that was a comment. There's a broader context to it, which again I could deal with the jokes and I could deal with everybody. You know, and by the way, I'm not even mad at. It. There's a lot of people who are some people are bad faith actors, which means. They just don't like act. They jump on every topic against act. Those people are irrelevant. We don't care about them, right? But for the people or for the rappers who are older who just only heard this clip and maybe they saw it on LL's page or they saw it on somebody else's page, I have no problem with y'all even saying whatever you said because even if you're going off something that lacks a little bit of context, what you probably heard is inflammatory just in that sense. Listen, I'm a broadcaster, and as I've done this over 10 years now, I've realized that you got to take accountability for your words. And even if in the moment you're, you're, you're trying to be, um, hell, uh, you're trying to be funny. You're trying to be edgy. You're trying to, you know, kind of say shit that, you know what I mean? Cause I, I was on a live stream. You still have to realize that people might clip it. People might only hear, hear that part or even whatever you're saying just might rub people the wrong way. So you, I can't escape that. And I'm not here to escape that. Okay. So for the people who reacted to it, I'm not mad at your reaction. However, this is where I come back to say, let's now have a conversation, right? Um, I should probably play uh, LL Cool J's part um, first. It's six minutes. I don't, I don't want to you know, rob him of any type of context from his discussion, but let me play what he was saying, and then I will come back around, okay? Here we go. And by the way, he did this on Instagram Live. Here we go. By the way, LL seemed really upset. Okay. Try to skip it. All right. Okay. So, you guys might want to record this. Um, make sure you're recording this or screen recording it or something so that you, you know, you guys get it. Um, you know, I don't go live a lot. I haven't really been going live since, you know, the pandemic, but this is something that came to my attention. It came to my attention that a DJ and, um, I'm not going to say any names cause I don't think it's necessary. A DJ basically said that, um, you know, a lot of the pioneers in hip hop, uh, you know, they're dusty or how can they be the pe person that, um, you know, invented hip hop if, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of money um, or if they don't look or represent like they have a lot of dough. Right. Let me explain something to you. Um. All right. I usually do this on stream. I wasn't going to do it on my podcast, but I have to because. LL's video was very important to drive the narrative and also drive the train of people responding. So if LL misquotes me or takes what I'm saying out of context, that in itself is leading people who are reacting off what he's saying and assuming he is quoting or embodying everything I said correctly, it's leading them down a wrong path. You get me? If I tell you some false stuff about someone and 
you ended up hating a person off of some things that might be false, whatever. Now, if it's truth, it is what it is. Now, so I want to correct what, what LL is saying. I didn't say because older rappers or some older rappers, because it's not all, didn't have a lot of fucking money means they they were just broken, dusty, or whatever the case is, or, you know, um, let me let me actually play what he said, because I want to misquote him. Here we go. You know, a lot of the pioneers in hip-hop are, you know, they're dusty, or how can they be the pure person oh. that, um, you know, invented hip-hop if, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of money? Okay, good. All right, that, that was not what I was saying. And that was not even what I said. I didn't say, how could you invent a hip-hop if you don't have a lot of money? What I said is that a lot of people who are touting that they came before and also they pioneered it, when you look at their level of success, relatively speaking, compared to everybody else, sometimes you don't see it. Now, this, again, I'm going to add context to it, even though I kind of just want to let him just... Nah, let me just let him play. Yeah, let me just let him play. Um, or if they don't look or represent like they have a lot of dough, right? Let me explain something to you um, and, and, and say this for you guys. Don't confuse someone's ability to develop a business model. Don't conflate. In other words, don't think just because somebody knows how to get money or fails to get money that they didn't make a contribution to the culture. Okay. And I know I was going to let it play, but I got to cut it off. Um, as long as I have a voice, I'm I'm not going to be letting people take me out of context. I'm going to keep screaming the point. And if we want to talk about the point, and I get it, the broke and dusty, broke and dusty will always get anybody a little bit unsettled, but when y'all all respond back to me, y'all got jokes about me, whether I'm a DJ, y'all got jokes about where I'm from, y'all got jokes about my look, y'all got jokes about everything. I take it in stride. So again, the 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 brooks of my argument wasn't broken dusty. That was surrounding the main point of my argument, and I'll state it now. Older artists who I see, and this th these comments came from I saw some older artists who were very critical of newer artists. And when I mean newer artists, their sound, they were critical of how they moved. They were critical of just everything, including business. And I looked at it to say, a lot of you older hip hop artists didn't pass the ball. I think hip hop is the worst place where I've seen that a generation before and multiple generations before haven't passed the ball in helping the newer artists understand the business, understand and develop actual, you know, um, um, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, structures and companies that are self-owned. And I do think that's an indictment on older hip hop artists. Now it sounds bad when I throw the broken dust in it, because I'm going to tell you why I threw that in there. Right. I seen people criticizing certain artists who are now making certain decisions and seeing way more money than any of these guys have seen. And it's one of those things where like, 
don't criticize these guys. You know what I mean? Like these are newer guys. If you're not mentoring them, you're not you're not showing them the ropes. You're not letting them know your mistakes and trying to help the culture forward. The same way how people are getting fucked in their contracts. And this is why it was interesting when I heard um, um, Russell Simmons hop in. Okay, Russell, you want to have? We could have. A, uh, there's a lot of conversations we can have with you. I thought you were in Bali or somewhere. You was that. You know what I mean? I ain't know you was still caring about stuff still stateside. But we could talk about why that is too. But okay. I don't want to get too much into, um, you know, attacking. I want to just state my points. And the point is that I feel like the last generation, there's a few people. When I mean last generation, multiple of generations of hip-hop artists, they've failed the newer artists. they failed them. And that's why I think that it's the blind leading the blind. And I don't think that older artists should be criticizing or really have any place to stand or like to stand on, even if y'all call yourself pioneers, to criticize how the new artists are moving in the sense of their business acumen when most of y'all allowed the same record record labels for years and decades. Interscope been fucking artists. Def Jam been fucking artists. Everybody kept silent about it. Nobody cared. So when, when these artists are going through their trials and tribulations and I, and I hear older artists who are kind of like, you know, adding their two cents, but it's not even the two cents where they're trying to help educate these artists. It's more just kind of talking down on them. Yeah, I do look at it. I'm like, this is exactly why the new artists don't really look at y'all as the OGs as y'all should get looked at, right? So it's not about the contribution because I think that's what he's getting into. Of course, guys like LL and also people that came before him, you know what I mean? Like, shit, I'm wearing a Naughty by Nature hat. Guys like them that really paved the way for everybody. But if y'all going to, just get at me for the broken dusty comment just say that and i guess we're just riffing we're just giving jokes right but but the conversation i was having was way more important it wasn't just about oh y'all are broken dusty because lo you're not broken dusty right russell simmons you're not broken dusty might be some other thing but you're not broken dusty right there's a lot of you guys that were responding weren't broken dusty what was the point then of me saying that the point of me saying that was that a lot of you guys literally did nothing to help at least business-wise i was talking business-wise wasn't talking art form i was talking business-wise everybody in this genre and even though sometimes you guys responded to me and belittle anything i've done i may have not picked up a fucking mic and rhymed and you know spit, spit on my head and you know beatbox and all that stuff but i think i'm helping progress media or hip-hop media, it is what it is. Maybe just little, this little bit, but I'll take my little contribution. You might not want to acknowledge that or give that. That's fine. I didn't take away from the contribution of any artist in terms of their blood, sweat, and tears, in terms of them, th their art, their contributions helping the culture. What my critique was is business. My critique was business. And my comments are all prefaced by the fact that I've seen older artists critique on how the newer artists were moving in i mean some of it was sound but like a lot of it was okay yeah these guys are still complaining about the same thing and i looked at those older artists and i'm like well you know def jam fucked so-and-so in a contract while you was there yes they fucked the next person 10 years later in the contract and they fucked the next person 20 years in the contract like later in the contract bro it happens Hip-hop, and this is the only thing, and I guess maybe I was trying to also um, juxtapose what I do with my platform to what I think I've seen a lot of um, um, older hip-hop artists doing. It's not all. Salute to Jay-Z. Jay-Z do, does a phenomenal job of, like, Jay-Z had a fucking the B-side concert where he was putting people on game about being independent, controlling your catalog, and, of course, making choices as a black man who now knows the power of your intellectual IP. That's giving game. 
So when Jay-Z makes these, if Jay-Z is critical, of course Jay-Z's allowed to be critical. Jay-Z's trying to give niggas game on how to get out. But this whole music business, one thing I've realized is that everybody cared, like the whole conversation you're going to hear LL have with me, or he's talking to the camera, is about culture and contribution. That was never my conversation. My conversation was more about what have you done to advance the business of music? What have you done as artists that have all had leverage in their heyday, all have, you know, uh, 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 um, significant. And by the way, the conversation, because I've had it with a, with a bunch of people, salute to a lot of people who who, who um reached out, salute to and flex. The music business was different at that time. They did have more of a chokehold. And that's the conversation that I would I would love to have. Not, you know, I think we're into the name slinging. And it's sad that this is a part of the conversation that everybody's taking. Right. The dusty and broke. Nobody cares about the other part of the conversation. My whole thing is that, listen, how do we get to a point where, you know, this culture is, is built on the backs and the artistic creativity of black people who are sometimes taking life and penitentiary chances in communities to make a way out. And that's what they're putting through their artistic expression. Yet they're still getting pennies on a dollar compared to what the record companies making off their own art. How are we still in this position like 40 years later? What's going on? And when I when I call upon some of the OGs in, in a sense of like when I criticize them, yeah, it's going to come across like I might be ungrateful. But it's one of those things where I'm like, yo, it's like your mom like cussing you out for something, right? Like or or say your dad get mad that you cheat on your girl later on. But like your dad was always cheating on your moms. You know, it's one of those type of things. And I feel like this whole conversation you know, obviously, I think some of these guys just wanted to just get their two cents off, and that's no problem. You know, that's why I'm not going to even nitpick on any particular person, right? I think LL kicked off the discussion, but I definitely want to restate and I want to reframe what the conversation is since everybody missed everything surrounding the conversation. When I was having that conversation with those, with those that clip came out, that clip came out when I'm talking about these new artists and how they're maneuvering through deals, how they're maneuvering through trying to, uh, I'm trying to control their catalog, trying to own some of their masters, trying to leverage this, leverage that, look into new options other than just working through traditional record label distro situations. Now they're trying, Future just sold this catalog. Th this is kind of the, the context of the business of music that I try to educate the audience that watches me intimately on. So yes, there was maybe tongue-in-cheek when I say broken dusty because the majority of the people who responded are all very up. However, the problems that plague y'all in the music industry still are plaguing every other artist that came after y'all. And all I'm saying is that I don't feel, I don't feel like a lot of y'all did a good job of passing the ball or educating the people. And, you know what I mean, I, I always use this, this term because people would be like, yo, the game is to be sold and not told. But in reality, this is a culture that you have a particular subset of people who own these labels. They've been running the same gamut, the same game on all these artists for a very long time. So when I look at that, I'm, I'm like, yo, this is why I'm, I'm dismissive a bit. I'm dismissive a bit when I hear OGs talk about anything other than their cultural con contributions. Right. Um, and it's not all OGs, because I said, look at Jay, like Jay been giving us mad game, bro. And people would say, I've, I've been you know, pretty critical of Jay in other aspects. So that's the, that's the, the, the conversation. And, um, I, I know he's going to take it off center, but I got to center it back to that. And I'm gonna play the rest of what he got to say. Here we go. No one discusses Miles Davis's bank account. We don't talk about John Coltrane's bank account. We don't talk about 
A lot of even rock musicians, a lot of them, we don't talk about their bank accounts. A lot of great country artists, we don't talk about their bank accounts. Um, this idea that you have to have money or else you don't have any value is a bad idea. See, this is this is what you call, you know, these are bad faith arguments where you you have now retwisted, restated, imagined me saying shit that I didn't say. I did say broken dusty. And I said a lot of y'all don't have no place to speak on some of these artists. Yes. And what context was that in? In a business sense, because y'all never really gave them no game. Y'all got fucked in y'all deals. They got fucked in their deals. You how, how could you criticize them? And it's a it's a it's a it's kind of like it's a misinformed way of looking at the world and the culture. There are artists out here. First of all, let me let me let me say this. First of all, you know, like let's talk about like young artists, right? Which who I love. I love the young artists. Let's be clear. I'm very much a guy who embraces the young artists. I believe in every generation. I believe in you. I care about you. Let me say this to you, though. Today, you could come up with your five-year plan, your 10-year plan, your 20-year plan. You can go find a manager. You can find an accountant. You could find somebody that means something to you, um, you know, to help you. You could find a team to help your career go to the next level. When hip-hop first started, there were no managers. There were no accountants that believed in it. Record companies didn't even believe in it. Nobody believed in it. How can you make a five-year plan or a 10-year plan on something that doesn't even exist yet, that people have never even heard of? I'm going to pause it here again because I want to say this is a great point by him. And by the way, I think this is where the brunt of discussion is. He's right. 100% right. I'm giving it up to him. He's right. On this point, he's right. Um, I think... In progressing the knowledge of the game, though, I think the OGs have to, like, you're right. There's a lot of people didn't believe in hip-hop. But the, I don't think the knowledge is is transferred through generations. I, I see a lot of the same mistakes, especially in certain senses, at least when I think about record labels. But he's right. Now hip-hop is a full-on, full-fledged business. And this is where I think, you know, um, I don't want to jump uh, I'm ahead of myself here, but this is where I would hope for a positive conversation that could bridge the gaps um because what i said and i had a conversation with flex yesterday what i said i'm not gonna say a lot of younger artists feel the same but they also have like this you know discernment like yo i don't need to really listen to these dudes especially if they're giving advice because they never like they they didn't make they made the same mistakes as well. You get what I mean? Like they didn't tell us what not to do. And I guess that's where my whole thing is. Just passing the ball, knowing what to do and what not to do. So just because a couple of these guys and girls and people out here made songs and made music and made contributions to this culture, or even dancers danced and 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 and, and put made these contributions called just because they didn't get rich, just because they weren't able to pile up millions or billions of dollars does not mean that they didn't make a contribution to this culture. I never said that. That does either. not mean that they didn't do something. They created an industry that we all ate off of. 
They created an industry that you eat off of. When you go out there and you go monetize your brand, when you go monetize your brand, when you go get your, your whatever and do what you got to do to build your career, when you go out there and, and negotiate your deals and negotiate your checks and talk tough, guess what? That money, that bread, that food that you eating was created by those same people that you disrespected. That industry was created by them same people that you call in, you know, foul words, foul language. The think the people that you're referring to. So my thing is this: it's always good. It's always good to get money. It's always important. It's important. It's important to get money. I agree. I'm all about getting paper. I've been talking about it my whole career. But don't ever, ever, ever confuse being rich with making a contribution to our culture. Don't ever play yourself like that again. Because trust me, you playing yourself. Because without these dudes and these girls who started this hip-hop culture, a lot of the guys that's out there talking tough, you wouldn't even have a career. You'd be, we'd be on the corner with a beer talking about what's the next move we gonna make. So I would say... Approach this game with humility and be glad and be thankful that these pioneers, you know, these exactly slave mentality. Be glad that these pioneers help create this culture and let's show them love. Let's elevate them. Let's celebrate them. That's why I started Rock the Bells. That's why I started this movement. So I wouldn't have to listen to to foolish rhetoric about people that change the world. These people change the entire world. The whole planet runs on hip-hop culture right now. The whole planet, every commercial, every, the, 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 you know, everything you could think of is all about hip-hop. And there are people out there that started this thing, and I think that they deserve to be honored and respected. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm not going to say no names. I'm not going to say nothing foul. I'm not going to go at nobody's character. I'm just going to say think before you speak. Peace. Okay, that was LL. Um towards the end of his his um rant, I I agree with it. I think he's taken a lot of what I um said or was trying to say and he's moved he's moved it off center, right? He's he's saying that I'm that I don't give a fuck about their contribution when this was a conversation about business. Now, he touched on partly what I do want to talk about. And I would love to have that conversation with him if he would be uh, if he would indulge. And also, you know, other, you know, artists who uh, either came from that era, whatever the case is. Yeah, I would love to have that conversation about just. I feel like let me give my perspective. I was a super fan, just like everybody else who was before they got in the game. And whether they got in the game as a DJ, uh, a radio personality, a a a um, MC, a like executive, I would hope. You are a super fan of just music and whatever it is. And I always one of the things when I was trying to get in, it was frustrating how it felt like information was elusive to someone who was trying to get on 
or someone who is trying to navigate. That's where a lot of my, if you want to say resentment comes from, that's where a lot of my, the battery in my back pause that uh, comes from in me trying to help educate people because the music business should not be like some mysterious shit. It feels like an industry and it feels like something where um, the people who love it and even sometimes the people who are in it, especially if they get in it young, they never understand it until it's too late. I think music education or the business of music, let me keep reiterating the business of music. I would love for these things to be taught and, you know, game to be given by the OGs and people like you, but also other people who have, you know, again, the game is constantly changing. And the people who do control the majority of the music business, which are, are these major record labels, they're up to par with their game. They know, okay, it's changing the streaming. All right, cool. All these motherfucking artists don't got no streaming clauses in their contract. We finna get them. That happened to so many artists because the education wasn't really there and rich. So while I'm admitting that the phrase broken dusty definitely got a lot of people like spurred up. That wasn't the entire conversation or that wasn't that wasn't the point of what I was trying to say when I was trying to have this whole discussion. It was not that it was about the education of being in the music business. Um, LL Cool J, I think, has a great wealth of knowledge and i feel like artists like him just like i feel like me in my position now in media it's my job to pass the ball there's going to be somebody else who's doing hip-hop media and someone else who's getting into hip-hop that hopefully i helped educate because in in a game where ll himself just stated yo a lot of people didn't give a fuck like nobody believed in hip-hop and it's you know uh, um um in this initial formation, like not believing it in, in terms of a business model. So now when people are doing these elaborate business deals, it's not that we're disrespecting the elders. We do look at the elders to be like, yo, well, if you're criticizing some of these guys and especially you're criticizing what has to do with their business or how they're moving or their sound or whatever the case is, what did you do to help educate? That's where my discussion was at. You know, Unfortunately, we are on social media these days. It takes these blowups for something to be done. And that's why, you know, I, I, I want to send so much love to Flex. You know, he put like, you know, well, I've been on Swizz, but like, you know, we're starting to talk. We're trying to figure out a way how we could, because the point I'm having is not trying to disrespect. The point I'm having is trying to say that I don't feel like newer artists should be blamed for most of the decisions they make, especially in like I just interviewed Wabi in the mirror who admitted to me. That's the last episode. If you don't watch it, go back and watch it. Last episode, he admitted he's repping YBN. He's always rep YBN, but he don't, he don't own it. Some lawyer finessed him for it, but he's still repping the brand. You know why? Because that's all he knows. That's all what his fans knows. So he's repping something that somebody else took from him. And how did they take it from him? They, because he was a young 
black dude getting into the industry who they ran the same tricks on that they ran 20 years before. So I know there's a lot of mudslinging right now. And this is why I said, I think a lot of older artists are a little bit sensitive with it. I get it. Because in them responding to me, and it's a lot of them, they're saying everything. And, and you know what I mean? And I'm down to say, okay, it's whatever, right? Two things I said, they are going crazy. The point is, let's have more conversation. Let's help educate. There's a motherfucker who, you know how many artists, every artist I run into now, this is why it's important. Every artist I run into now, they say, yo, act. I grew up listening to you. You put me on game or you put me on this and that's how I did this and that's how I got in the game. Education. I know people make fun of the name academics, but I was somebody who was really big on education and I still am. I use my platform. Yeah, I get jokes in. Yeah, like, bro, I got to be entertaining. What you think, I'm a school teacher? I'm, I can't be a school teacher. Say colorful shit all the time. I'm not here to try to, like, you know, and, and by the way, I like, it feels like LL and a few others, especially LL, I think a lot of these other dudes are performative. LL seemed genuinely hurt. Like, I was sh just shitting on people, but that's not what I was doing. And I, And here's the thing about it, too. Anytime I have a disagreement, I love to come together and have a discussion. I don't know if these guys are down to have discussions with me. Because, by the way, the same way I say they don't pass the ball to the to, to the new crowd, I don't think they really want to have conversations with the people that are younger than them that may have not seen as much as them. That's why I think Everyday Struggle was such a hit. Everyday Struggle was a fucking hit. Because people, it was the first time people got to see a generation here, a generation there, discourse. And then you would bring in even younger rappers and then older rappers. And then it was a great place for culturally and for everybody to meet. And in reality, as I see, there was so much vitriol, so much people who felt their voice was never being heard or some so many people piling on. Maybe we do need that again. Maybe we do need that conversation place because, you know, last thing I do want for people to think, I don't want people to think this. That's what I'm trying to say. So this is the last thing I would want people to think. I don't want people to think that I'm here to just agitate or to just make shocking, agitating, pissing people off statements for views. I get my jokes in. I got jokes or whatever. I say shit tongue-in-cheek. It's hip-hop. We all talk our shit. Y'all talk y'all shit when y'all talk back to me. LL was very respectful, and I want to keep it respectful with him. But a lot of niggas was really getting at me. Come on now, right? But it's cool. But there's a real conversation that could be had. It's a real conversation that could be had. All right? Um, I'm hoping that this usually happens so I'm, I'm 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 cool with it either way usually when people see a clip they don't even want to get to the discussion and it's fine either way so you know if, if it's like yo you know once the mob form nobody wants to see the guy reason with the mob they want to see the mob kill the nigga so i get it hello i'm open to you know having a conversation with you and or or other people if it's constructive
Broken Dusty's name calling. He not a DJ. He this. He that. He that. He blah blah. Fuck him. Whatever. Whatever. What you done? Blah. Name calling. What was the issue that I was trying to convey? I was trying to convey a lack of tutelage from the older generation to the new. Lack of tutelage, which then means that now people look at you a little bit different. You are OG, but you're not getting the OG respect if you're not teaching. If you uh, like, I, listen. I'm just when I hear OG, I think it's somebody who was teaching. They're teaching through their own experiences, but their own knowledge. They're passing on the knowledge to somebody else that they can learn, that they can make less mistakes. In a lot of situations, I haven't seen that. That's what I want to talk about. Um, I hope somebody sees this. I'm going to title this episode uh, "Letter to LL Cool J." Um, yeah. Unfortunately, and I've seen some people say, Yo, why does everybody give a fuck what this guy says? That's a great point. I mean, I do have a sizable platform, but why Why do they care? And you know why I realize that a lot of people care? It's because it, while I'm being entertaining to an audience and tongue-in-cheek comments like, oh, y'all niggas is broken, dusty. I don't give a fuck about y'all. That's what's going to get everybody riled up. I could have did a whole very respectful five-hour conversation. Y'all wouldn't care. So, again, I have understand sometimes you got to make a spectacle to get to, to get to some better shit, and I'm hoping that it could be that. I don't know if LL Cool J is, a, is someone who's level-headed enough that um, we, could, we could have a conversation in person. Um, I know Swiss is. I know Timberland is. I know a few others, but, you know, um, even when I was saying pioneers, I, I went great way beyond y'all. Like, I wasn't even thinking about y'all. Like, I grew up on y'all, but I didn't think y'all like hip-hop pioneers. Like, hip-hop, you know, was birthed before even, you know, I was born. And, you know, while y'all were very young guys. So, again, um, I wasn't necessarily shitting on specifically people. Um, I seen, like, two or three people if y'all really want to know i see like two or three people like being critical and i'm like yo come on man like y'all can't be critical of how these niggas is doing their business and moving around and shit like that like yo y'all didn't give them no y'all didn't tell them how to do you like y'all didn't put your hand around and be like yo bro this is how you should move yo when you're in this hip-hop space it feels lonely this is why a lot of rappers try to be friends with each other because they no one else could relate to their experience it's a unique spot to be in so people are fake friends with other rappers just that they could even like throw ideas around. Okay, so how you move? Oh, word. Oh, y'all got bulletproof truck? Okay, word. Yeah, yeah. What you want to do with your deal? Oh, word. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, you a free agent next year, right? Like, what they offering you? Like, that's how they're learning the information. They're not learning the information from y'all in sense of, oh, okay, well, this is what I got offered back in the day. In reality, now seeing how the game is moving, I'm older, I'm smarter. The older I get, the smarter I get with the music business. Y'all probably have infinite amount of knowledge when it comes to the music business, but we don't see you share it with the young folks. And that's where some resentment comes in, at least to me, because I'm sharing everything I know. I learned something yesterday, I'm sharing it with everybody. Because it shouldn't be some secret society where only the people at the top and the people who usually don't look like us win. So um I'm hoping um I'm hoping to uh probably get some dialogue out of this and um you know 
not continue to be inflammatory. But also, here's another thing, man. This is hip hop too, bro. Like, I take y'all punches and and not LL because you ain't saying nothing crazy to me. But other people like saying whatever. Like, I got it. Like, it's cool. Like, I'm not even tripping off of it. You feel me? Like, like I ain't gonna lie. Russell, Russell Simmons was saying the weakest shit. That nigga's in Bali and it, just uh, on a fucking bomb like bamboo yacht somewhere. Like, just. You know what I mean? Evading all authorities. Got you, brother. Love you, too. You are a legend, and I know you're very up. That's why you sold everything you fucking own and dipped. <laughs> when shit got hot, you dipped. I get it. I'm not over here tripping on it, and I wasn't speaking even about you. But not everybody else shares y'all opinion. I don't see LL Cool J come get online a lot and speak about current artists, so I wasn't talking about him. And also, Russell Simmons, as I said, nigga, you've been on a run like Edward Snowden, nigga. Like, the fuck? Like, we don't know what you've been going on with, nigga. You've been doing yoga. You've been doing yoga and evading the car. I don't know what you got going on, brother. You dipped as soon as, like, let's not even get into that. That's all I'm trying to say. But um, there's other people, which I, I didn't want to make this personalized. I wanted to make this a broad stroke type of thing because there was some type of, I know, Y'all might have been inflamed by my comments that were definitely um, um, descriptive. Yes, but that wasn't, I wasn't just saying, oh, all you need is broken dusty. That wasn't the point of my conversation. I was saying a lot of y'all niggas who are older artists be having comments and criticism of newer artists, not motherfucking knowing that in reality, y'all, yeah, they're getting fucked in a deal or they're making a mistake financially, business-wise, or in the business of music, the business of music, the business of music, the business of music that maybe you could have saved them from, but you didn't because you didn't share, you didn't share your experience. You didn't tell or tutor or mentor someone else you didn't put the information out so the same way you got fucked they're getting fucked but you look at different you look at them differently because you think they should have learned from who who are they learning from i ain't never been to the heights that ll was at the leverage you had in your career my brother the things you've seen the things you could pass on invaluable i'm over here busting my ass trying to learn trying to talk to everybody, trying to get these experiences, trying to get these stories to help these new artists. And I'm sharing it on my public platform. I don't think we're either bad people. And I understand where you came from in the sense of, if you've seen that clip, feels definitely feels like I'm just disrespecting everybody's contribution. I'm telling you, that's not that, that was not the point. I'm telling you my, my point. And by the way, we could also have the conversation. I hope to have it in person where if you're saying, all right, well, 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 still, you could do one without doing the other. All right, cool. We got that conversation, but um, we could be constructive. All right? Listen, a um, lot of other things to kind of talk about. I didn't want to really address it on this episode because this will be titled Letter to LL Cool J, okay? And um, I think it's important. But also, I will say this for everybody else. Um, By the way, wait, hold on real quick. <laughs> I got to show y'all Russell Simmons. I don't know where this nigga is at, man. This nigga is in fucking Bali right here, bro. This nigga always is, this nigga is always sitting Indian style with some type of fucking chakra or some shit around his neck. The nigga still got a, a fitted on. Like, this looks crazy, okay? The nigga has, 
Like, trust me, Interpol can't find him in the CIA nor the FBI. This nigga dipped. He sold all death. He dipped. We got to figure out why did he sell everything and dip? You don't want to talk about that, do you? Okay, it's cool. We love you, Russell. Like, you a legend. Nobody was talking about you, and I get it. You, I, I, I seen the, oh, only academics I know is the clothing brand. It's all good, brother. We know you're in, like, Bali, okay? Got you. But this was just funny. Okay, but, and by the way, here's the, that's just jokes. I hope y'all understand that's jokes. I'm the most bullied person, period. Let me just say this. I'm the most bullied individual that's ever been in hip-hop in hip-hop history. I dare y'all to name another nigga that was more bullied than me. Y'all cannot. Every day I wake up, people comment on everything about me. People hate me for whatever. Like, And I take it. I take it. Every day. So that's why when I'm saying y'all saying stuff, it doesn't really bother me like that because I deal with it every day. I'm like jaded to this shit. But also, like, when I send a few jokes, don't everybody else get, like, bent out of shape? I can't send no jokes. Y'all all got jokes for me? I can't send no jokes. But okay, I get it. I touch the nerve. It's fine. It's cool. I understand, too. Um, anyway, listen, I don't even... It, it feels wrong to discuss anything else on this episode uh, because I did want to talk about, you know, um, some rolling loud New York NYPD shit and there's some other stuff going on in the culture, but... You know, I think this is an appropriate place to end this episode. I do. Uh, I love you guys a lot. I hope you guys check out the last episode with YB and Namir. Let me tell you this. I'm talking to a lot of artists now. Some of them may have had a run, may have been like they're on the downside of the career, or sometimes they're going through it right now with the label, with the publishing company, whatever the case is. I'm talking to all these people, and I'm going to be honest with you. This is where I kind of came to with the, this knowledge or this idea of I, f I feel like these artists just don't know, like, the same thing is happening to generations of artists. While I believe artists are gaining more and more leverage, how is this happening? And I realize it's happening because nobody's passing the ball, nobody's sharing the information. Okay. So, um, LL, thank you for this um, video. There's parts of it I think other artists can learn about. You know what I mean? In terms of knowing, you know, what you said was super powerful. And when this shit started, nobody had business managers, lawyers, this and third to kind of really go through the shit to build a brand. Now people do, but also, you know, even for the current artists, like the majority of these dudes, they like the the older artists in the game, the successful artists in the game, they own their masters. They're they have negotiated, oh, I own half of this and then I'm gonna own it full like these are conversations which again I just feel like should be more transparent to help the new artists because every day there's a new artist who comes from the hood, who comes from poorer and extreme backgrounds that they're getting into the industry and to them they'll sign for anything over a thousand dollars so when people try to take their rights and they have zero idea how this shit should go they become you and all the years of experience and the years of you know mistakes you made doesn't benefit the next generation it's just become repeated and that's what i was talking about all right anyway um letter to uh ll cool j signed with love i am out of here hopefully this was more level-headed than my um stream or whatever the case is and um i'll tweet this out to him hopefully he hears this and um i did this to further conversation whether this you know in my perfect ideal world we have a round table i would love for me ll cool j swiss beats I would love for a new artist, you know what I mean? A new artist who have been major on a major and now independent and they've seen the business on all aspects. I would love for all of us to sit sit down and talk about, you know, 
the business of music. And um, I hope that, you know, again, a lot of times, you know, this is why I be also triggered. Well, not triggered, but, like, I'm usually, like, I'm, like, intrigued when people care that much about my opinion because they'll talk about my opinion, but they won't talk to me. You understand what I'm saying? How could y'all care this much about my opinion, but y'all won't talk to me? And I'm inviting. I'm inviting everybody. I'm inviting. I'm inviting. I'm going on the Breakfast Club. What was it like tomorrow or, or um, whenever? I'm going to Breakfast Club and talk about. They probably do want to talk about this. Plus other things. I'm not running from conversations. But a lot of these people, when they respond to me, is usually just to build up hate. It's not to really have full conversations. So we will see. All right. Anyway, uh, thank y'all for watching another episode of uh, Off the Record Podcast. I appreciate y'all so, 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 so much. Um, this is my letter to LL Cool J, signed with a lot of love. It's your boy Academics, man. I'm out of here.